Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kersner. Hi guys, I am super excited about today's show. I've been pretty under the weather today, as you probably can tell by my voice, but it's been putting me in a place where I've been just sitting and reflecting and doing a little meditating. And I am reminded that social media is ever present in our daily lives and often resists the intimacy between people and that uh, my family and friends and people I know will sometimes put more on social media than they will uh, to disclose to me or to someone they know. And so I said, well, you know what? let's look at social media and see what people are saying about God and psychology. So I thought it'd be interesting to look at hashtags um, and what people are saying uh, every day. And so, you know what I like to say? There's no better day than today for blessings, impact and purpose. So we're going to look at the impact of God and psychology on everyday lives right after the break, guys. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book, Path to Loving Yourself, by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get up on your signed copy at healingactscoach.org. All right, so Alyssa at Alyssa Clavu says, My professor changed the date for a quiz. That was tomorrow, and I still needed to read 10 chapters. Hashtag God is real. I agree, Alyssa. God is real. If you still had 10 chapters before you were going to take that test, then you definitely had to have the smile above for you because that wasn't going to be an epic fail. Um, so next, uh, Tra- Emily Elise at Elise B says, Trav and I's wing order comes with three sauces. I was being selfless and ordered two blue cheese for Trav and I and one, only one for me, one ranch for me. But the heavens blessed me with seven ranches for my selflessness. Hashtag God is real. So Emily, yes, uh, that was pretty awesome that you got six extra ranchers when you were trying to order for Trav uh, for yourself. And so in the small things you celebrate when you say, okay, I'm being blessed. And those are blessings uh, that people are celebrating. So let's look at what people are saying about uh, psychology. Um, So chocolate milk says today I share something personal. I battle hashtag anxiety problems. And hashtag depression is real. You would never know if you met me because I am always smiling. And then he has a picture that says having depression and anxiety is like having a constant fight with yourself inside your head. Oh, man. So chocolate milk. Uh, I can definitely say that um, when you have depression, sometimes we like to talk about that people put on a mask. And so every day when you get up, you feel like the world can't handle the real you. 
And so you put on the mask or as the facade, as he says, you're always smiling. You're not willing to let people see that part of you uh, that is sad and vulnerable. And uh, sometimes you don't know if you can handle if people see that part of you. So it's not necessarily thinking that they can't deal with it. It's also that, you know, you don't want to you don't know if you could deal with people seeing the real you or people knowing that you're that vulnerable. Um, and so when you have depression or anxiety, as chocolate milk says, it can be hard. Uh, those symptoms are overwhelming for you to deal with and just being uh, raw and being naked with people mentally and emotionally that way can make you feel exposed and cause you to feel more insecure. And so what do you do? And so what I tell my patients and what, I would do myself in that times is if you have someone close that you can talk to, um, that you could lean on. If, if you don't have someone close you could talk to, then hopefully you have a therapist or a professional that you're willing to say things to. But what you can do is call that person up and just talk to them about that day and say how you feel. Um, I think it's huge that even with social media that he put on social media, that this is something personal I'm sharing with myself, sharing about myself to you that I'm always smiling, but I suffer with depression and I suffer with anxiety. And that is huge. And sometimes it's just telling people, you know what? You know, I know I'm smiling today, but today is a rough day for me with my depression. Or today is a rough day for me and my anxiety. And you're not dumping all over them. You're just sharing that piece and um, to let them into your world a bit. And sometimes you, people can surprise you with how they can support you and how they can be there for you. All right. So we'll do some more of this when we come back from the break, guys. All right, so we continue. Daddy Frazace at Jalen Stoker one says, uh, explicit language. I just want to thank God for not letting me die tonight in that car cat in that car crash. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag God is real. Uh, I've had some near misses myself in several things in life, whether it has been in uh, like a roller coaster ride or a car crash or anything, and you definitely there's something I say, I don't know how I'm walking today if God hasn't been the person that saved me or God did not deliver me from that. And so I'm with Daddy Versace and I say, yes, God is real in that. He can uh, save you from car crashes or things that you believe. I have no idea how I got out of that. Um, so next uh, we have hashtag one ranch stand at Alexandre Blah. I parked at two meters and did not get ticketed today. God is real. Yes. <laughs> Even in the small things, we say uh, sometimes you're like, I, I knew I was going to come out and I was going to have those parking tickets and I do not. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, so Amy Dreschner at Amy Dreschner says, people, please don't tell somebody with clinical depression to snap out of it. If they had the energy, they'd punch you in the throat. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag depression is real. Is real. Sometimes when you have friends or family and they're suffering with uh, different things, so I'm, it's not even just suffering with a uh, with a, a mental illness as in depression or anxiety. It could be suffering with grief. It could be suffering with separation. For some people, automatically want to say things like "snap out of it," or it could be worse, or uh, something that you find that that person is not meaning to be harsh. They're trying to um, uh, give you some something that they feel that would motivate you. But in all honesty, for that person, it kind of belittles it belittles what they're going through or it makes it seem like that you're uh, just not putting in any effort to um, change the position you're in. When you have depression, 
uh, like she says, so she's talking about depression. I want to talk about depression specifically. When you have depression, if it was easily a place that people could just snap out of it, I think they would. Um, depression can be caused by multiple things, but at the root of it, we talk about the neurotransmitters in the brain aren't balanced well. And so that your dopamine and serotonin levels are off. And so with those being off, that means that we sometimes, a lot of times need to replace that or to get more of that flowing well. So the uptake of it is appropriate. And you know, sometimes you can do that with behavior activation, but sometimes you need a medication to do that too. And even when we give you a medication, we're still trying to figure out and tweak just right, just to get to the right level of um, neurotransmitter in that brain so that people have that feel good hormone and they can connect with the feel good experiences like you and I do. So what happens with depression is that feel good experience. So I'm sitting in a room and I know I should be happy right now. Cognitively, they know they should be. But that ability to relate to that emotion just isn't there. It's like, I know I should be happy right now. I know this should be enjoyable for me, but I, I somehow cannot connect with it. And so we want to change that. Um, and so when you suffer from a clinical depression, we're saying we need to adjust that in the brain itself. Some ways um, with medicine and then in other ways with therapy, too. And the best ways with both to do medicine and therapy. And even with that, it's a process. It's just not an instant snap. And so that person is trying. So snap out of it really kind of it's a it's it's a very uh, you're talking down to that person. That person feels like uh, or you're being condescending. You're belittling my place. Um, and so it, it just doesn't make them feel good. And so what kind of messages could you say? You could say, you know what, if you need to talk about it, I'm here or. Um, you know, you could say, uh, is there anything I could do? Um, is there any way I can help you? Uh, if, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. To, I'm here for you to um, come talk to. You could say things that just let that person know that you're there to support them if you can. Um, and if they want you to. And, you know, you don't want to necessarily be too pushy. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to be too standoffish either. You want to kind of check in and say, hey, you need anything from me today? Just wanted to check in. If not, you know, but I'm just letting you know I'm thinking about you. Uh, and so that kind of checks in with that person without saying, you know, hey, snap out of it. I'm here for you. We're all here trying to make this happy. And you're not happy if it was that simple. Um, I'm pretty sure they would change it. And so next, uh, Change Licks is in games at BTS for Ebbs says, people, why are you why are you so depressed? Your life is amazing. Me, wow, you're right. Sun pokes out from behind clouds. Rainbow emerges. Depression cured. Uh, hashtag depression is real. So uh, she's pretty much saying kind of what the person said before is that you're sending a message like, why are you so depressed? Your life is so amazing. And she's like, oh, when you say that to me, I'm instantly supposed to be like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that. You are right. Um, and then everything magically changes. It's saying that when you have that clinical depression, if they could tell themselves that they should be happy right now, then they would be. Um, and I'm not saying that all people are doing that. Sometimes your depression is so low that you can't even tell yourself. You can't even see in your brain that your life is not, it, it, <coughs> that your life is not horrible at that moment because you have depression goggles. But even when you can see the positives, sometimes you can't relate to it. And so telling that person, hey, your life is amazing, is not necessarily going to change it just then but what you can do is say 
I can see this is hard for you. And what we talked about earlier, just kind of checking in and saying, I'm here for you if you need me. If you need to check in, I'm here. If you need a show to lean on, I'm here. Just be there for that person. I want to come back after the break. All right, and we're back. Uh, FJ at FJ Please Ma says, yo, this female worker at the cash register really doubled my coupon for $75 off at Express with the suit I bought. Hashtag blessed. Thank you, God. God is real. Amazing grace. Cash register. Broke boy. No money left. She was in. She was watching out for a brother. Peace and love. And so <laughs> just financial blessings there for FJ. Congratulations to you, sir. Um, and then Vic Brown at Vic Brown 23 says, now I'm convinced God is real. My group project that was due Monday got moved to Wednesday too. Hashtag God is real. Hashtag God is good. <laughs> a lot of people apparently are that are in school really, really give credit to God uh, because that we have found more than anything. <laughs> They're saying that God is the really stepping in for our college students. So keep it up and our people with cars and tickets. <laughs> um, but I, I joke, but it is true. You know that uh, sometimes you have to remember that in the places where you feel like you have the least control, uh, that sometimes that's where you see that people are more willing to admit that they see God. And so uh, next, single Amber at dating in my 30s says tomorrow will be day four of no shower. Hashtag depression is real. So self-care failure with, with depression um, is a uh, is a fact. And it does not happen with everyone that has depression, but for some people it does. And um, what that happens is that that energy level gets so low with depression that, you know, you want to sleep. Um, it gets hard to get out of bed. It gets hard to do the normal daily routines, just brushing your teeth, taking a shower, or combing your hair. All those tasks seem um, just just increasingly overwhelming for those people um, when you suffer with that intense level of depression at that moment. And and when it turns into, well, just one day I'm going to stay in my PJs and, you know, maybe tomorrow I'll be out of it. And it turns into two days or in this case, four days. They even say, what do you do? And so hopefully if you're that person, you have someone you can call that you can say, man, I'm moving on day four that I haven't showered or gotten out of bed. And that person knows that you suffer with depression and they can come over and be that kind of a, a buddy person for you or like a sponsor for you to say, let's get you up. Let's get you showered. Let's see if they can come in and kind of provide some of that stimulus for you for you to get going because they need to help you get behaviorally activated. It's hard for you to do that for yourself. But once you get moving and you start moving those muscles, you start moving that body, um, then it can be easier to do other things like then to eat, then to comb your hair, then to kind of sit up and watch demons instead of laying down all day. And so if you can just reach out to someone, so like she was able to take the time to tweet this, you know, I say, hey, what I want you to do is, you know, text that friend, uh, call that friend or call that family member that you're willing to say that this is the place you're in. And that person knows how to get access to you, how to come in when that's going on and help you come out of that place a little bit by going in and validating that that's where you are. And they're not judging you. They're not saying anything about the fact that you got that stinky body going on and been in the bed the whole time. They're like, okay, you know what? I know you smell, but I'm going to help you because I love you. And this is what I do for you when we're in that place, because this is your depression and they're going to help you. And you're not worried about them knowing you stink at that moment or them knowing that you've been in the bed that time that 
that's okay. And you can be raw with that person. That's very, very, very important. And so that's what I say do for that. And it's a, a real fact with, with uh, depression. Um, so next, life sucks sometime at depressed under, underscore will says, I'm not suicidal at all, but the hashtag depression is real. Um, and so a common mistake people often think is that just because you're depressed, that means you're suicidal. And that's not the case. People can have depression and never, ever contemplate suicide. Um, that when you get to a place of suicide, um, that pain is just so strong for those people. And that depression has taken over so much that they um, they have no outlet uh, and, and they can't see the outlet. But in this case, what I really want to send here is that just because someone suffers depression, you don't automatically need to think that they're suicidal. And we don't want to automatically assume that they're suicidal or even have suicidal thoughts. A sadness, yes. And people with uh, depression have differing symptoms. So just because one person has self-care failure, it doesn't mean that the next person does. The next person could not. Uh, the next person would just be extremely irritable and angry. And so uh, it doesn't look the same for everybody. And so suicide is not something that looks the same for everybody that has depression it is not always a symptom uh, but it can be and if it is there are avenues that you can reach out um, to help with the suicide hotline um, you have your local uh, mental health shelters you have your local hospitals if you have someone and you could just take them into a hospital and say hey this person is, is uh, contemplating suicide or I mentioned thoughts about suicide but you definitely want to reach out and tell a, a, a professional that that person is thinking about it uh, because what I always like to tell people is an angry friend is better than a dead friend. And so if they're angry at you because you broke that confidence, but at least they're alive and you get someone to check in with that person. So if someone does say it, you know, reach out to someone that's a professional, call 911, call the hospitals, um, tell someone that's a professional, not just someone that's your family. Your family loves you and they're always wanting to think that, that, that you're not doing it, you're not serious, and that they can provide enough love for you that it won't happen. Um, but what we're saying is, you know, in, in the field, we're saying, you know what, just get a, prof a professional in, in place with that person. Because sometimes I love my mom. But there are things I don't want to tell her that I'm suffering with that could be triggers for my my suicidal thoughts that could be keeping me in that uh, intense, depressed place. And I need someone else to kind of ping that off of and figure out some resources to change those things for me. All right. So we're going to take a break and we come back with our last group of hashtags, guys, and maybe some questions. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut, and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirshner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, so Karen Walker at Karen underscore Walker 614 says, I start a new job with better pay. Sunday, the pastor preaches on tithing. Just another example of how God talks to me. Hashtag God is real. Hashtag I am listening. Uh, so uh, congratulations on the job, on the new job, Karen. And yes, when you get an increase, oftentimes uh, people are reminded that 
um, God provides the increase and that God is uh, the originator of all our blessings. And in this case, when you talk about tithing, everyone always talks about to, can, to bless God that we want to give the first fruits. And so you give the first fruits, which is uh, what commonly people refer to as 10 percent of your income uh, to God's purpose and to giving back to the kingdom and giving back to God's work. And so um, there are specific instructions about what you do with your tithe. But either way, that is your first fruit and off of uh, off of your increase and off of your money. And so Karen saying that she heard God is saying, you know what, you got that increase. This is your blessing. And I'm sure that means she was a tither. And she said that is her reward for being a great tither. And she plans to continue that further. Um, and so next, uh, Mika. King at KMI underscore Mika says life can get really crazy and it's easy to get caught up in drama. We need to be able to let go after a busy day or dealing with many emotions. We have to find that release. I'm glad that I can rest my cares on Jesus. Hashtag God is real. And so um, when you have uh, sometimes you can have friends and you can have family. You can think they could not be there for you. And you could, or your day is just so challenging. You're like, I can't even dump this on anybody. It's just such a hard day. And that God is, and we're reminded that God is always there for us, that he is the person that at the end of the day, you can always go to and bring everything to. And I often tell people that sometimes they say, well, I'm angry. You know, I don't want to go say that to God. I don't want him to think I'm, I'm ungrateful or I don't want him to think that I'm unappreciative. And I always say, God can handle your anger. God can handle any emotion that you bring to him. Um, and so, and he can handle that burden. So take that burden and lay it on him. You know, God, this is what you called me to do. And today, this day just sucks. You know, I know you called me to do this, but I, I'm exhausted. I am tired. I feel like I'm beat up or whatever. You cast it all on him and let him deal with it and tell him, you know what, God, I need you to handle this for me. And so I agree with her and I agree with that. Um, throw those cares on God. And, and I would challenge people that don't do that now and don't talk to God as if, you're talking to your best friend. That's how I do it. I mean, when I'm riding down in the car, if I don't want to go to work, I say, God, you know, I don't want to go this morning. This is what you called me to do. I am begrudgingly gone. I don't want to be there. I am dragging my feet. I am complaining as I go, but I'm still going. Um, but he can handle that. Give it to him. Cast your cares on him and see what he can do with it. You'd be surprised how things change. I get to work and I'm okay when I get there. I, I do love what I do and God did call me to do it. Um, but Sometimes you wake up and you just have that place or sometimes at the end of the day, you're still in that place. And so give it back to him and, and let him handle that for you. You'd be surprised how things start to change and you feel better. Next, Katie Spina at Katie Spina says, yesterday I got to feel what it's like without my meds after years on them. Y'all, it's awful. Spent all day crying about stuff that normally doesn't bother me. Was not pleasant to be around. Managed to at least hide in reading books. Hashtag depression. Hashtag depression is real. I find this often times with my patients that we find the right cocktail with their physician and um, we're finding the right time of day to take medication, the right thing going. And they'll get on that medication. And after like six months, they come into my office and say, you know what? I don't think I need to take my medication anymore. And I'll say, you don't need to take it anymore. Why do you say that? It's not working. No, it's working, but I'm good. I, I think I've been good for so long now. I don't need it. And so we're really going back to that place of compliance. I mean, and it always happens. So if this is you, you're not alone. It always happens every day, all the time. I'm having this conversation where we're like, 
let's talk about compliance and why it's important to maintain on that medication. Because when you come off that medication, you are going to feel like crap. Those neurotransmitters in that brain are not firing like they need to. And your neurotransmitter levels are off. And that, so that means that that amount of that chemical in your brain is, is not where it needs to be. And so what we're saying is we're giving medication to alter it. So what I like to tell people, if it's a heart medication and you know, you're prone to have high blood pressure. So you can be at risk for heart attack or stroke. You don't start taking your medication because you feel good. You still take the medication and you take the medication because that's what's keeping everything in order. And so once you stop taking it, then you feel horrible. It's the same. Mental health is no different. And your brain, uh, unfortunately, people can't say, okay, you know, we're, we're going to give you a new brain if it stops working like they can say you do a heart transplant. So people think about it differently. And we can't just cut a piece. Well, we can't cut a piece of it out, but we don't like to. Um, but what we're saying is your brain is important. And although it's mental health medicine, remove that stigma from yourself. Take that medication. You think of it like heart medication, uh, um, you know, diabetes medication, anything that keeps you functioning day to day that makes your body move. If you know that the day you don't take it, you're going to feel like crap. Um, mental health medicine. We try to give it where it's not just a day-to-day -day thing. So you can have three days and you go three days feeling good and then you feel like crap on the fourth day. Um, but you want to take that medication. It is very, 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 very important. And before you do like Katie Spiner did, please, please, please talk to your therapist. Talk to your physician. Talk to someone and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think about it? Because with my patient, I'm very face valid. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Like, we have spent... Months and months and months playing around, playing around, playing around with your meds. And then today you walk in here and say you don't want to take it. Why? You know, and they always give me a start response and they say, but I feel good. But you feel good taking it, you know, um, so take your meds. All right. So bleak her at dismal anguish says, I can't imagine anyone having any interest in me. Hashtag depression is real. And she put a picture up that says. I can't picture anyone having a crush on me. I can't picture someone thinking about me before they fall asleep. I can't picture anyone getting butterflies because I said hi to them or even just smiling at them. I can't picture someone smiling at the computer screen on their cell phones when we're talking. I mean, like, why would they even do that? I'm just me. Nothing extraordinary or special. Um, remember, I was talking earlier about that depression goggle that when people have depression, that you have these, I always like to say, it's like this cloud over you and uh, and you really, that cloud covers your whole body and you're trying to see through that cloud. And so you can't see how awesome you are and that even when someone's in a room and they're saying, you know what, you're very beautiful or you're very, you can't relate to that emotion. And so she, when she says, I can't imagine it, she means that even if you are truly beautiful and she is truly smart and someone is interested in her and they're saying it. That that depression clog, that depression fog says, you know what? It clogs that brain and is making that person not be able to re relate to it. And that low self-esteem, uh, you know, low self-concept, all those things that we talk about, about, they devalue themselves and think negatively of themselves. It's true. Like they just can't see it in themselves and they can't see that you would be. They think you're saying that because you you just want to make them feel better. It's not because it's true. And it's not because it's valid. And that's mainly because their brain can't connect to it. And um, even if you say it 15 times, it does not change it. It's one of those things. I wouldn't say stop saying it. I would just say that 
uh, when you start to, when they can start connecting to it, then you know that depression is changing. I would still say it because I want someone, if they're beautiful, I want you to know, I think you're beautiful. Even if you can't connect to it right now, um, I still want to tell you that you're beautiful or you're special to me or that I'm happy when I see you at work or I'm happy when I see that you text me. I want you to know that that's important to me and that I really do like that. And I really do value that. And so I would still do it. I would still say it. Um, and uh, for that person that is suffering and in that space, know that hopefully one day with help that you can eventually connect to it, that if you get on the right medication and you get in therapy because it's with that, with that one symptom of depression is oftentimes not just the medication. Then it becomes rebuilding that self-esteem, rebuilding that self-concept, your image of yourself, because you've been suffering with that depression so long and in that state that even when we change that neurotransmitter function and we get you to the right level, then you still have to um, love yourself and begin loving yourself and valuing yourself first. Um, so it really becomes that dual process of the medication and then the therapy piece. Um, but start to try to get the help and being open and vocal about it with a clinician or someone who um, is familiar with working with people with depression uh, that can help you begin, begin to feel that way about yourself or think those things about yourself um, and realize that you are beautiful and that um, people do value talking to you and they love it and they, they enjoy it and they're happy when they hear from you and see you. And uh, there are people that just that probably never know it at my job that when I have small interactions with them, that they they make my day. And it's, and it's people that they probably wouldn't realize. Like we have this one case manager, you know, I, I swear to God, she hates my guts half the time. But I am always happy when she's at work because she's really good at her job. And so I know if I go into crisis and and I cannot think of what to do, she's going to be there. And so having her there, and she's always willing, she's always pleasant. She gets, she's focused, she's direct, she's skilled. And, and so she gives me a, a, some comfort when I see her there, because it's like, if today turns into a hard day and we're trying to save someone's life or we're trying to help a family or some people feel like they're flailing, I want her on my team. I want her for support because I am stronger because she's there. And she probably never knows that. And she, I probably wouldn't tell her um, today because she probably wouldn't believe I was telling the truth and think I was trying to get something from her. But it is a truth, you know, that um, sometimes you don't know um, the little things that you do for people just by doing what you normally do on a day to day basis. So imagine um, what you do with people when you step out and you're saying hi or you give them a hug at work or you're saying, you know what, do you need some help? Or, you know, hey, I really like that hair. I like that perfume. Or, and so still be there for that person. And hopefully you can connect to that if you're the person suffering with it. And we're out of time. That's all we're going to do for today. Next time, if you like this, um, we'll do it again. I'll take some questions that people have on God and psychology. And we'll do some more hashtags. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Like me on Heal Next, Dr. K. Find us on HealNextCoach.org. Um, thank you, guys. I enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next time.